And we are live back with another episode of Shifting the Narrative on Everything Autism. I'm Torin Kearns, and as usual, I'm joined by the Autism Sage yourself, Mama Baden. How are you? I am good. I'm good. No sunshine today, but I'm good. Yeah, it's pretty cloudy where I am, too. It's been cloudy for like two days. I think rain is needed, though, so I think I'm okay with that. I hope we don't get rain. It's then everything. We, We got so much rain last month that like everything flooded okay this is what i'm gonna do i am going to make an effort on the next podcast i will not talk about the weather See, that's why i delayed i said we got so much rain and there's like a pause because i'm like oh crap we're going off on a tangent and i don't know why it's weather it's not like weather is a special interest of mine so i don't know why that's how we start things it makes no sense i know why for me because I work with Noah, and when I work with Noah, I'm always introducing our conversation with the weather because that's how Noah. Oh yeah, does. one of your one of your students, Noah. Yeah. He um, yeah. his special interest is weather. That yes. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. That's. And then so so you always start things with like, and then the sun is shining, yeah. and I try to add to that because see, I actually have no conversational skills. Like I I don't know how to make small talk, so I sort of just build off what the other person's saying in like a series of like scripted responses. So if you start things with the weather's nice, I'm just gonna talk about the weather because I have no I can't think critically evidently. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. So now that we all know the weather, what are we gonna talk about today, Torrid? Something that's even a bigger load of. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm editing that part out. I'm I was trying to make a joke. And don't it didn't work. Edit, That's getting edited out. Edit. Stacy, you know, what's our topic I, for today? All right. That's probably why our brains are all confused. Because, like, it's like we need to talk about this topic. But it's like, what do we say about this topic? It, it's so stupid work? that even yes. trying to introduce the topic is, yes. like, causing us to develop Alzheimer's. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, okay, are we talking, like... But but it's it's getting out there. So I'm like, okay, let's just let's just talk about it, right? Before it just whatever. So this topic stems from a post um, within a group that I participate in, and the moderator of the group was doing a message to warn group members not to buy into this concept of virtual autism, right? And so, of course, I saw it and I had to respond. And then I got a message back and then I had to respond. And then I just went down the rabbit hole and I just had to keep responding. And it wasn't so much that I needed to respond because I think it's ludicrous. I had to respond because for me, I'm looking at it as can autistic folks just get a break, right? Like, like, why does anything that involves children not following directions automatically have to be tagged with autism, right? So that was my point. It's like, oh my gosh, now we're coming up with another thing that, you know, oh, the, every, they're all, everybody's autistic, right? Because now, of course, we've already had the podcast that everybody's, apparently everyone is ADHD. I mean, everyone must be ADHD at this point on social media. So uh, the reason we I want to talk about it is not so much to talk about whether it's right, whether it's wrong, but when we put these kind of things out there, then now we have another battle of shifting the narrative around autism, right? Now people are saying you can 
you can grow into an autistic person, right? Now you're no longer born autistic. Now you can be virtually autistic or have virtual autism. Wait, you can grow so, into an autistic person? Well, so it, apparently according it, to it, virtual it, autism. So it, is there a way I can grow into like, so hypothetically, mm -hmm. because none of this episode is going to be serious because there's no way you can have a title like virtual autism. It's going to be an title like, what is virtual autism? There's no way I could take that shit seriously. No. Just give you all a heads up. So yes. is there a way that you could take a child, like a regular, like a, a regular child, and make them grow into like the good kind of autism? You know, where they have like no social skills, they're like a genius at like tech, so they can get like a job to pay six figures right out of college. Like one of those people. Because if you in theory, right, if if you can yeah. grow autism, and we know there are different profiles of autism. Can you grow a certain profile of autism? So I would like to say no. Um, and what if you're already autistic? Can you can you grow yourself into a different profile of autism? Because I like I, I want the I want the one where I'm a tech genius. Because right now I have the one where like I have like five different learning disabilities and no social skills, but none of the cool. Sh so I think the the profile part I think is getting kind of mucky, but I understand why some people use it. I understand. Um, I like it much better than levels. Um, but this is what I, I and, and this is nothing new to any of our listeners who have listened before. You are either autistic or you are not autistic. You are either born autistic or you are not. When someone figures it out, who knows, it may be a mystery. When you figure it out, who knows, that can be a mystery. Or if you're lucky, someone figures it out early enough so that you can get supports in place and avoid as much trauma as possible. Um, in it, so the let me read the definition because the person that I had the back and forth debate with, um, and like I said, I never debate trying to get someone to agree with me because I could care less if you agree with me. I'm gonna have my own thoughts. I'm gonna do my own research. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Um, I when it comes to hurting children, that's a different story, but. My my point to debating was bringing up the issue of how harmful this is to the autistic community when we keep attaching another thing that gives parents the idea that it's either their fault or they can make it go away or they can cure it because that's what this does. So I'm going to read the definition because she, you know, sent me the information so that I could be... Uh, well-versed in understanding virtual autism. And she said, virtual autism is actually a condition that is believed to occur when young children under the age of three are exposed to excessive screen exposure. This happens when screen viewing for too long of a time causes autistic-like symptoms. And so now children are getting qualified for therapy as someone that has virtual autism. Well, when I read this definition, you know, when I read this definition and I see, huh, I see children who have not developed communication skills because apparently their parents let technology babysit them and they do not interact with their children because who is in charge of excessive screen exposure? I believe the parents are correct or not, or do children are now leaving the house under the age of three and exposing themselves to technology? Is that- but That's like the average parent then. Like what you just described is sort of the average parent nowadays. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Well, yes, it is. But there are some parents who actually talk to their children. So wait, really? The comments. Yeah, there are. I know some people who talk to their kids. Yeah, I do. I do. They I do live in like. Are they like? In, are they like in those like Amish communities where they don't have technology? Like, like you know, what I'm talking about, right? Because I didn't know you. I didn't even know you were legally still allowed to actually like raise your own kids. I know. I well, it's getting kind of sketchy there. The schools are trying to take over, but <laughs> so this virtual autism thing is, you know, maybe someone need an excuse to say why kids were, you know, speech delayed. Because I will say this: as a speech therapist, former speech therapist, um, communication delays were pretty common clearly i had a job and we were under we were short therapists right so communication differences is nothing new we had kids in speech therapy all the time for either delayed speech or articulation or disfluency and i think now whenever there's any delay it's like everyone only thinks of autism and now they have to create this virtual autism thing because oh, if, if the child's a dude they only think of autism ah probably so probably so probably so so my my disgruntlement around this topic uh or this name is simply because it is one more battle that we have to fight to shift the narrative on autism and it is also miss um what's the word misguiding to parents right when you throw out these things because parents don't want to hear they have an autistic child so if you can say oh i just let them use the phone too much and i can fix it then they feel better right now i don't know if these kids that are being diagnosed with virtual autism are autistic or not i haven't seen anybody give me any research data and i'm not huge big real big on needing to have research but if you're going to throw something out there like virtual autism and now people are becoming autistic like symptoms um, from watching too much of the mobile phone and of course i'm thinking well the real actual autistic children benefit from lots of technology and develop communication so huh what's really going on with these kids that they're claiming to have virtual autism anyway that's my so I, I have a question it okay. mentions that kids under the age of three are mm -hmm. vulnerable to these. So, to, so first off, uh, so virtual autism isn't actual autism. It's autism-like symptoms. I, I just want to make that distinction. I, I didn't know that. I thought they were actually like getting autism for the phone. No, they're sort of getting like uh, knockoff autism. Or yes, or yeah, or, or like discount like, autism. Like 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 the like miracle whip autism. It's not real mayonnaise. It doesn't really taste like it, but it kind of looks like it. It's so, the no-name brand aisle of diagnosis. <laughs> exactly, like, like the, the great value brand autism. So if the kid is under three and they get too much screen time, they get great value brand autism. But if a kid is over the age of three, they're somehow immune from getting autism. Because like when I worked with kids and I, and I was teacher, this was like seven years ago. I worked with a lot of like fifth grade, uh, fifth graders, five-year-olds. I don't know why I said fifth graders. I was thinking of number five. And they all had iPads, all of them. Even the, even the kids, even younger, they all had iPads, the old cell phones. I felt like a boomer 
That was not a good. That was not a good feeling. When you're in your twenties, you're like, "Oh God, I'm old." And most of those kids did not, in fact, had aut- have autism. So, do you know if there's some sort of biological factor? Something happened when they crossed the threshold from a toddler to a young child from about around the age of three that makes them immune from getting autism. Ah, that's a really interesting perspective. So what I'm hearing is that if a child exposed to too much excessive technology does not demonstrate autistic-like symptoms before the age of three, but at three and a half or four, you start to see autistic-like symptoms. Then they have real autism. So if it's after the age of three, they have real autism. They like it's so crazy, and the listeners, you guys know. Yeah, we're having some technical issues here. This is how this is this this is what's happening right now. This is what's happening. Even 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 Zoom is like, yeah, this. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what I'm going to do because you know we are about shifting the narrative, and the reason we're talking about this is because. This interferes in our mission to shift the narrative in the direction it needs to go. So I'm going to, I have a couple of things that were sent to me. I'm going to read and then we can talk about and and facilitate um, maybe some kind of sense. Uh, I think most of our listeners who've been listening to us get that this is like, what? So here's a a statement um, that says, uh, what is the difference between autism and virtual autism? Let's find out. It says ASD. Well, right then and there, I'm turned off. But okay, ASD is a neurodevelopmental condition with no specific cause, whereas virtual autism is caused due to excessive screen exposure. Then someone wants to know, can a child recover from virtual autism? Well, yes, of course they can. With a little bit of care and a lot of work, you can reverse the effects of early screen exposure and make a huge difference in your child's autistic-like symptoms and behavioral issues. And this is coming from the Autism Parenting Magazine. Like, this is the reason why we have to keep talking about shifting the narrative, because this is the information that people are getting. But so so I have a question, though. They, they mentioned you can cure it through vague statements of a little bit of love. You can reverse it. Reverse it. Rever- reverse it. You reverse it. Yes, my mistake. The words matter. Reverse it. Yeah. Do they have specifics or do you have specifics on how you can reverse virtual autism? And why is it that the things that reverse virtual autism don't work with real autism? Well, it does say the symptoms of virtual autism disappear when screen exposure is stopped. So it, it's as simple as, so the screen smoke, so there's a dose dependent relationship with this. It's like a drug where constant intake of, of I assume blue light, they don't say that, but I assume it's blue light because that's the thing everybody hates and says it's evil, that the blue light is causing the autism. Probably, most likely, because once again, they don't say how the mechanisms actually work, but I'm assuming through some sort of uh, dumbing down or, for lack of a better word, retarding of mm-hmm. developmental, I'm not a neurosurgeon, of like the developmental things the brain does at such a young mm-hmm. age. 
And if you take those away, I guess they sort of flutter back to normal. So basically, the blue light works for autism with young kids, like how puberty blockers work for trans youth. That you take them, it stops puberty, and as soon as you stop taking the the puberty blockers, they go through puberty again. Yes. I look at that. See, you're so smart, Torin. And and what we do know is that, um, you know, because there is an age range, apparently, you know, up to three. And how do you know if your child has virtual autism? Well, some of the signs are excessive levels of activity and restlessness. Isn't that what toddlers do? Excessive restlessness well, and activity? In their defense, they probably mean more than what you'd expect from a normal toddler. So you wanted them to sit and watch the iPad so you could do what you wanted to do. Yes. And now that they want to move around, you're saying they have virtual autism. Is that what I'm hearing? Possibly, yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I understand. Yes. Make sure. I just want to make sure. Um, so it is apparently not permanent um virtual autism is oh wait 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 yeah it says that virtual autism is not permanent because children's brains are resilient and a little bit of care can reverse the effects that's what they say well my question is then why is it that the effects of the virtual autism children's brains can recover from, but not whatever causes actual autism. Well, I don't know, but I did want to know. <laughs> this is like, this is going to be our, if you want to laugh, you have to listen to this episode. I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I want some answers because they're, they're, they're asserting a lot of things. Like I, yeah. I, I, I want some answers because yeah. you, you can't just leave stuff out there like that. So well, I'm honest to God curious, like how, how, what are the mechanisms that make this work? What, like, if you're going to tell parents who are already struggling to find accurate information on autism, and you're yes. going to tell them that the screen time is what caused the autism, which they're going to quickly figure out isn't the case once they take mm-hmm. the screen time away and the kid starts to melt the f- down. If yes. you're going to say that, I want to know what are the biological mechanisms that make this shit work? Yep. How does it explain to me like I'm five yep that's it i agree and apparently you can get an evaluation and a diagnosis through your smartphone app from the comfort of your home you can record your child through the thing that caused the autism so the thing that caused the autism in your child can also give you the diagnosis yes of the autism okay i I just want i just wanted to clarify that yes yep it is just i can't even take it i mean it's like, and all I said was when the person kept sending me these dot, like websites and I said, you know, we really can't believe everything we read, right? Like if it's on the internet, it doesn't mean it's actually true. Like there are people- Wait, what, the what, 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 what? Do you say not everything I read on the internet is true? Saying that everything you read on the internet is true. I mean, they're still saying bleach enemas, get rid of autism. Somebody's selling camel's milk to get rid of autism. There's all kinds of things that people have on the internet that are saying. Listen, I get all of my news from the internet. That's how I know the moon is made out of cheese. Are you telling me that's a lie too? You know what? I don't know because there's a whole group of people torn. And if anybody wants a really good 
insight into what's going on around the world that you're not aware of, you've got to find the documentary on Netflix about, is it flat line, earth flatters, earth? Uh, flat earthers. The people who people believe the earth is shaped like a pizza. The earth yes. is flat. They believe everything that we have seen is made up. Like, well, to be, well, to be fair, they believe the earth is shaped like a pizza. So they believe like the edges of the planet are surrounded by mountain ranges. I don't know how I know that. I saw that documentary and I couldn't believe it. And I thought our school systems have failed us. I mean, they have t-shirts. There's t-shirts. There's t-shirts. There are prominent yeah. athletes to believe in that stuff. But oh. that's neither here nor there. Because we're not yeah. talking about a conspiracy theory. Yeah. We're talking about a real medical event known as virtual autism. Yes. We're sticking yeah. to the facts here, folks. Yes. So when you look up virtual autism and the difference, it will tell you all of these things that you will see that look like what an autistic child would appear to look like during evaluation. Um, but apparently if you can't do it, the big thing I see commonality is it's never over the age of three. So after three, you cannot get virtual autism, apparently. That is clear on everything that I've read. So remember, if your child starts showing signs of autism after the age of three, you're screwed. They, they're, they're just autistic. There's nothing we can do about it. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be them. Well, you know, you know what I just thought about what you just said is a good, maybe we could do, you know, how it takes so long to get kids evaluated, right? So I'm thinking, hey, we think that technology is the problem. Take away technology. Whatever kids have a meltdown and try to like tear your hair out, those are the kids that are autistic because they're not going to let go of their technology because it is their like sensory whatever. Well, my counter argument that is it's not because they're autistic they're having those meltdowns. It's because they're no. spoiled. They're accustomed to the technology. And yes. as you know, social media is addicting. Yes. So that's why they're having yes. those, those uh, nervous breakdowns. Yes. Yes. It's not because well, they have sensory needs they are no longer being met and you've taken away the thing that helps them stay regulated and you're taking away possibly their only means of communication. Yes. It's because they're addicted to like threads or Twitter or whatever, whatever the hell it's called now. The, the, these two-year-olds are addicted to Twitter. That's what happened. <laughs> the, the other part that is a lot of the, you know, and I know this is not about technology and meltdowns, but a lot of reasons that I noticed working with families that kids get really upset about technology being removed is no one prepped them for how long they had. No one said we're only going to have an hour or we're only going to do iPad in the mornings. Also, when you stop a child from watching a television show or a video or in the middle of a game, any child, that's very frustrating. And I tell parents all the time, when you're watching a movie and the power goes out, do you not get frustrated? Yes, you do. Well, that's well, that's actually brings up a good point. So with these children, so if they have virtual autism, mm -hmm. assuming, so I assume they have that thing where they don't deal well with changes because that's part, it mimics real autism. That's a major part of autism. So if you're taking the technology away in order to cure the virtual autism, do you take it away cold turkey or do you wean them off of it? Because I would think you might need sort of a weaning process. Now, their exposure to autism is going to be worse. Like they're going to continue to get it in smaller doses, but it might be able to avoid the meltdown. Well, that's a great question. And I actually have an answer. <laughs> so for those of us who'd like to know more, 
The symptoms of virtual autism include hyperactivity and attention, decreased interest in play activities, speech delay, lack of social interaction, mood swings, and decreased cognition. So autism, the, the symptoms of virtual autism is autism, got it. So how we can prevent virtual autism is make the child want to interact, engage the child with nature, allow the child to explore instead of giving them mobile phones, reduce screen time and do more face-to-face -face interaction, group play activities, and quality time with parents like bedtime stories and cooking together. You see, that's actually not like on the real, like I'm being serious. That's actually not terrible advice. It's it's not going to cure autism, but it's spending quality time with your kids yes. and 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 getting them into play groups. And if they if they do well in the play groups, at least if they can tolerate it and induce them to nature, if they don't have some sort of phobia like I do, is that's actually good advice. Like that's actually that's, good. That, Once again, it's not it's not going to cure a goddamn thing. But yeah. it might make them more well-rounded individual and they might have less mental illness and abandonment syndrome when they grow up, which would suck because your child could be could be autistic and have mental illness or just be autistic. The choice is up to you. Yes, that is true. I like that tagline. You know, when I when I read this, and of course I'm just looking at this for the first time, okay, this is what parenting is. Engaging with your children, bringing them outside, reading to them. Doing so you cure autism by actually be, be doing your job. This is why I love having our conversations. However, <laughs> I will say there are ways that you can reverse the virtual <laughs> autism. So there is a wonderful doctor in some place I don't even know of called Kochi, where it's the best autism center that manages autism-based virtual autism. And it includes herbal medication, biopurification. It includes um, a tailored diet, counseling, speech therapy, and yoga. And then all of those things make significant improvements in your virtual autistic child. This just sounds like if you took ABA and you covered it in aerosol spray and like some potpourri. I want to know. Oh, so Kochi is is it in japan because you know i'm like okay who started this who started this virtual it's actually in india that makes sense so you know um i just this is my point to those who are listening when we hear these kind of things when we're out when someone brings these kinds of things up this is an opportunity for us to help shift the narrative because we have to, we don't have to yell and say, that's stupid. Oh my gosh. But we need to say, hey. That virtual autism is dangerous and we need to yes. raise awareness. I completely yes. agree with you, Stacey. We yes. need to shift the narrative and tell people that virtual autism is real and that they need to take, take their... <laughs> you were following me for a second too on that one. See, you, you ruined that point because you started laughing. And if you wouldn't be able to keep a straight face, I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. But yes. Oh my gosh. It's so Damn it. 
so <laughs> concept is so ridiculous. Now, I, I totally understand the, I mean, because we we have all said kids don't go out to play. They're just swiping on, on tablets. So kids are not developing any of their fine motor skills anymore. They're going to school with no hand strength, no fine motor, no bilateral, because they're swiping from the minute they can move their hand on a screen. So that I can see is preventing a lot of issues in the schools these days. I can also see children who are immersed in technology and never move their bodies. And at, especially between birth to three, children should be outside playing, right? They should be outside digging in the dirt. And I can see how that would cause a lot of issues because their brain is developing and now all they're doing is looking at screens and going from one thing to another, one thing to another. And then the dopamine that comes from the blue light and doing that and watching all that. Oh my gosh, right? They're like addicted toddlers to these tablets. But when you tag it to autism is where I have the problem because it just totally is another insult. Like it's just another insult in terms of us trying to shift the narrative on how people view autistic individuals and how they perceive an autism diagnosis. And so that's why we're making light of this ridiculous uh, thing that someone has come up with. And apparently people are writing about and talking about. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. about. I'm not making light. I'm treating this like the serious disorder it is. I know you are. And that actually mm -hmm. brings me to yet another question. And I'm thinking of a way to be politically correct about this. Okay. But does virtual autism only cause one type of, let's say, profile of autism? So the sort of profile of uh, developmental delays that are obvious, like speech delays and complete, for lack of a better word, social ineptitude and delays in communication and mm -hmm. all the stuff you associate with, like, quote unquote, classical autism. Mm -hmm. versus the more, I don't want to say mild, but the less obvious forms, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word, I'll say mild, the more mild forms tend not to get diagnosed to later in life, the type that like a lot of women get diagnosed with because doctors mm -hmm. aren't looking for autism in girls. Is it Does virtual autism cause all these different profiles or is it just causing the classical autistic profile? From what I've read, it seems like it's just causing the classical behavioral things that people associate with autism. And I just did a Google search. Don't know what we do without Google because I'm like, where did virtual autism come from? You really <laughs> should have used DuckDuckGo for that because now you're going to get a bunch of advertisements on your social media for like cures to virtual autism. I'm that not even joking. Be, that should be fun. So virtual autism is a phrase formulated in 2018, three years ago, by Marius Zamfir, a Romanian psychologist. Let's just sit with that for a second. Romanian psychologist. The country Andrew trafficking laws. Yeah. I might have to bleep that out. It's okay. He found that children from zero to three years who stared at screens for over four hours a day, had sensory motor and socio-affective deprivation. Therefore, he termed the phrase virtual autism. 
Isn't that nice? So who is this person now I have to I have to look them up? Well, once again, I know I asked this question earlier, but I still and I know it's not fair to keep asking because maybe you don't have an answer, but I really want an answer. Mm-hmm. Why is there a threshold? Because children's brains are still developing up until the age of about 18 to 21. And their communication skills and their social skills are certainly still developing into grade school. So mm-hmm. why is there a threshold at about the age of three? Ah. Now, now I'm sure this is a, just a coincidence. It has, and one does not have anything to do with the other. But it's an interesting coincidence that prior to the age of three, that's when sort of your common stereotypical presentations of autism start to appear. So that's okay. when shy children will quote unquote regress out of nowhere, where they'll start using words and they'll stop using words, where mm-hmm. you start realizing that tantrums aren't just meltdowns, mm-hmm. that there are some notable developmental delays for normal milestones. Those all happen before the age of three. I'm sure it's just coincidence that virtual autism only occurs during that time frame when if your child has is likely to have higher support needs, it's going to show up in about that time. Yeah. That's when classical quotations yes. autism tends to start showing up. Yes. And that some people, and I'd say this is not my view, some people might say that virtual autism isn't in fact real and it's just another attempt by doctors to monetize parents' grief and their fear and their lack of knowledge to explain something that can be very complicated, such as autism, mm-hmm. just like the story of the changeling, for example, in the mid-1800s mm-hmm. was an analogy for something they didn't understand, which was yeah. in that, this particular case, autism. Some people might make that argument. I'm not making the argument. I truly believe this is real. I think this is a real thing that is affecting children that no one is talking about, mm-hmm. that the, the liberal media is not talking about, and can really help a lot of parents just by taking away technology. Well, apparently um, it is one of the other reasons based on your theory, um, that is what they do in Romania. It says that in Romania, when they see a child from under the age of three that demonstrates autistic-like symptoms, the strategy and the methodology is they remove all screen, all screen time. The other part I think that is is it's frustrating for me, who uh, I'm always trying to get parents to get early diagnosis if you see signs, or just to look into it and be open to the diagnosis, is it's a reason, it's another way that people are trying to negate that autistic individuals have been here, are here, and are very relevant. So they're saying the screen time is the reason that we see an increase and autistic individuals being diagnosed. So it's another way from my perspective for whomever to negate that autistic people have always existed. They just were either not diagnosed or late diagnosed. Um, but that, that, and- that, 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 that I, I do have a question. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, so no. the what this person is positing is mm-hmm. that the increase in autism diagnosis it's not actual an in, actually an increase in autism diagnosis because virtual autism is really established not actual autism because yes. actual autism yes. is a tragedy and it's incurable mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. about it and the real victim is you the parent this is yeah. a uh acute issue 
like having chicken pox or having a stomach bug that can be cured relatively easily just by taking away technology and being a good parent. Mm -hmm. But the increase in autism is mostly caused by those kids that were getting diagnosed with quote unquote classical autism have been getting diagnosed pretty consistently for the last 30 to 40 years. The increase actually adult individuals with lower support needs, more mm -hmm. quote mild autism mm -hmm. that are realizing in adulthood, once their ability to adapt without supports hits the walls we established in our last episode around their mid twenties, they're getting diagnosed. That's what's causing this and a lot more women and a lot more yes. girls. That is what's mm -hmm. causing this increase. So I must disagree that the increase is being caused by a misdiagnosing of a mistaking, a confusion of virtual autism with autism. Virtual okay. autism yes. is its own separate so saying, is its own separate thing. Yes, but they're saying their premise is that a lot of kids have been diagnosed as autistic, but they're really not autistic. They just had virtual autism. And if we'd have taken the tablets away, they wouldn't have had it. And when you read deeply more, when you read more into it, it sounds no different than the refrigerator mom theory, because the man who originated it said that children need to have touch and interaction and that the electronic screen does not give them the ability to interact with humans. Therefore, it's the refrigerator. Hey, can mom. you explain for the audience what can you explain for the audience what refrigerator mom is? So refrigerator mom, in my layman's terms, is they used to blame moms for their child having uh, an autism diagnosis because they said the mom was not interacting with her child. She was cold. She was not really uh, bonding with her child. So, of course, you know, the moms are all blamed for it. It's always the mother's fault. It's the woman's yes. fault. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So now we're bringing that back with a different bow on it, different wrapping um, and blaming uh, technology. So I know we're coming to a time uh, end for this yes, topic. We, 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 we still do have a few more minutes and right. I still do have a few more questions. Okay. So he posited that most of these autism diagnoses are actually due to a lack of screen time. And we've established that the people who, who have virtual autism who are being mistakenly diagnosed with real autism are the ones who you'd call classically autistic. So not the like adults who are hitting the wall yes. in their twenties, because that's yes. not a classical autism description. They, yes. they, they don't, they have real autism. So real, so, 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 so like people like me who have no social skills and like can't really conversate very well and has a whole bunch of different, like weird learning disabilities. I have real autism because yeah. I was born before. Okay. Got it. Yeah, yes. Um, you were born so before there screen a, time. They mentioned that the screen time damage occurs before the age of three, when all the signs of classical autism tend to start. Is there like a time limit to identifying that your child has virtual autism and taking away screen time? Like, let's say your child's six and they're still having screen time. Is it too late? Do they then have autism forever? That's a really good question. So it says here, that when the screen is taken away, um, their brain goes back to normal. And then your child is no longer demonstrating autistic like but symptoms. At any point, or does it, it have to be done before the age of three? Apparently, it's very important that it's done before the age of three. Okay, so very if, important if, if by the age of four, 
You don't take That's the screen it. time away. The yeah. child's autistic for the rest That's of their it. lives. So yeah. it goes That's from it. virtual That's autism it. to, so it morphs from virtual autism into real autism. Exactly. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure. So it's it's sort of like this, uh, it, it's sort of like how uh, uh, women get diabetes when they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it sort of just sticks yep. around and becomes real diabetes, like what happened to my mom. So it's like that. It's virtual autism, but if you don't get to it in time, it becomes real autism. That's it. So there's probably a lot And the of worst people. kind of real autism, the one we think of as the really bad type that requires yeah. really high support needs and there's nothing you can do. And you might as well not and, and you might as well not even bother accommodating those support needs, because even if you do, it doesn't matter anyway. Well, I just scrolled down, and apparently it takes about a month of taking the technology away, and then the brain goes back to normal. So in about a month, but that has to be done no later than the age of three. Yeah, it has to be done before three. Yeah. Okay. After three, that's it. Apparently, that's it. There's nothing you can do, apparently, after three. Apparently, after three, there's nothing so you can do. So if the child's autism symptoms appear late, around three or four, which does happen quite often, mm -hmm. and it's caused by virtual autism. There's nothing you can do about it. This is why our brains are going to hurt after this. <laughs> it's so it's it's so it's like it, it's like the uh, the the six week abortion bans. Most women don't know they're pregnant until past six weeks, so therefore it's a full on abortion ban. That's it. That's it. So so if you do not take the screen away, if you have a child that is diagnosed as autistic after the age of three. You don't know if they could have been just virtual autism because you didn't take the screen away. And this is the dilemma. And this is why this is dangerous. People. Like, this is why virtual autism is so dangerous because it's yes. not acted on quickly. Your child has autism for the rest of their lives. I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. So no. if I ever if I ever have kids, if I ever have kids, I'm just not gonna let them use technology at all because i don't want to risk them getting virtual autism now if they need technology to communicate well they're just shit out of luck but my final question is mm -hmm. let's say i have a kid which mm -hmm. god willing i never will like you know i'm if i have kids you know i'm down bad like a lot of things have gone wrong in my life i'm a parent i've made a long series of poor decisions so let's say I've made a long series of poor decisions because I have real autism, so I have no impulse control. What if I don't let them have technology up to the age of three, and then I give them all the technology? Because as this person stated, they're pretty much immune from getting autism yeah. from technology after the age of yeah. three. So basically, yeah. no technology from three, and then I can let people raise my kids. There you go. That's it. You just solved the whole dilemma. So I only That's have to do my job for like three years and then I can That's just, I can That's just go off. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, shit. That, That's not bad at all, actually. That's a pretty decent deal. So the lesson we learned here is if you already have kids and they're over the age of three and they're autistic, well, you're shit out of luck. Well, if they're under the age of three and you think they're autistic, take their screen time away. If you're thinking of having kids, don't let them have any screen until the exact moment they turn three. Yes. And then give them all of the technology all of it. so you don't have to do your all job anymore. All of it. And yeah. that is how we deal with the right alarming rates in autism. That's it. There we go. I'm glad we did this episode. We actually have to start bringing it in. I'm glad we did this episode. We really uh, raised awareness about real public health. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> 
Stacy, okay. that's why we're working too. Shift the narrative on everything autism. And we cannot shift the narrative when we have people talking about something ridiculous like virtual autism. So <laughs> spread the word, block folks, don't listen, say what when they use that term, because we need to focus on shifting the narrative on everything autism so that we can have more inclusive environments for our future autism. And fight against virtual autism. And yeah, Torrent. <laughs> me. Oh See ya!